When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the PHNX Suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith here with Saul Bookman and Gerald Borgay. How you guys doing on Monday? I'm good. So a little easy Monday or a rough Monday? Uh, I think it's been pretty easy, but tensions are a little high in this office for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I'm happy. Like, I'm just happy to be back. Like, I feel like I walked in on mom and dad yelling at each other. <laughs> you don't <laughs> understand, Gerald. You contributed to the sassiness I didn't do today. Nothing. Well, hold on. I answered an hold honest on. question. We know. We know why the vibe is a little shaken. It's because. It's because freaking Sean's back. Yeah, Sean's fault. Espo is on vacation for the next two days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he'll be back on Wednesday, just because mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone will be wondering where he's at. He'll be back later on this week. Then Saul's going to go on vacation again. So we're just getting, we're in the off season. We're mixing and matching our yep. shows. And then Jared's going um, to miss like a month of August. So we're good. It's like 10 days. Nice. <laughs> I haven't quite figured out my schedule yet, but we're getting there. Yeah, she'll drop one day. it week one. Am I allowed um, to leave? <laughs> No, you live here now. (laughs) No, you live here now. All right, guys. Today we are going to talk about DeAndre and obviously, of course, because there's been so much conversation since the Suns matched the offer sheet that the Indiana Pacers gave him. He is officially a son. He can't be traded for six months. And then he has veto power on any trades for a year just to kind of get everyone up to speed in case you've been living under a rock. Mm -hmm. But the one thing we did want to kind of talk about today is just the human element to all of this thing, because I do think that can get lost so much when, and it's kind of natural, I think, sometimes to get lost because we talk so often about how this is a business, like sports are a business. Both sides have to approach this as if it's a business. And then you forget that there are actual people Mm -hmm. who are the the business. Like without the people, there is no business. Mm -hmm. So... How are you guys feeling about how DeAndre has been talked about over the last handful of I'm days? Sorry, I'm very much distracted by the fact that Shane keeps cutting to the one shot of Gerald and back to us on the off screen. So I'm like, what? And I can't tell if it's really us on no, the screen not. or not. But okay. anyway, Shane's mind fucking us. Um, listen, one of the one of the things that I just do not like is I. As again, I didn't play in the NBA, but I played at a high level of you know in college and stuff like that. And I feel like I have a pretty good idea of what goes on in a locker room, even at the professional level. The only difference is obviously money, mm-hmm. but the dynamic is still the same when you're talking about ball and interpersonal relationships. And I just think there has been so much made about that game seven walk off by DA, and it's absolutely ridiculous Mm -hmm. i i i agree i think monty and da need to talk how the hell do you know that hasn't even happened right like there's just so much like assumption because you didn't see it on national tv that means that they hate each other it's just 
It's just too much. It's just too much. And I think people just need to just pump the brakes a little bit. Listen, you were getting housed in game seven. Everybody and their mom was pissed. Mm-hmm. Like, and DA was probably like, dude, these two guys can't do shit right now. Give me the ball, but I can't get the ball because guess what? All season long, things have been going along the same way, and we've been and it's been working out. We won 64 games. It's great. But right now it's not working out. We don't have a default. And and he maybe he was pissed. Again, that's my own assumption. And he walks off, they get into a little thing, and then that's that. And we're supposed to take that as, oh my God, DA's been here for three years with Monty Williams, but this one 15 seconds is got to be the definition of their two those two relationships. It's ridiculous. It's re- those two are are actually really close. Mm-hmm. They they're really close. So the thing that they had this big blow up that's, you know that's you know what well, I can't think of the word. That's now I can't think of it. I can't. Think when of they when they say that what they file for it divorce. can't be fixed. <laughs> Irreconcilable. Thank you. I was like, what is this word? I was going to say irreconcilable. I was like, that's not even close. I just made up a word. Um, It's just, it's just too much for me to take it. I just, I disagree. Siri, shut up. Um, It's just just, Siri asking me to say that fucked up word. (laughs) Siri's like, are you sure that's a word? No, it's not. Gerald, take it from here. Yeah, no, I. Are you sure that's Look, a word? No, it's oh not. I, like, I, are you having a seizure? Like, no. I just, with this DA stuff, I feel like it's presumptuous to know one way or another what each party is feeling, whether they've talked at all. Because the last time we got a public update from Monty about the situation, it was literally the day after. So tensions were still probably high. That was a team that should have won a championship whose season fell apart in game seven in the second round. Like, of course, everybody was still agitated. Of course, whatever happened on the sidelines of that game was still fresh. But I I mean, this is kind of the ultimate test of, you know, Monty and the culture that he's instilled here because this guy is around for at least the next six months, probably longer than that. And hopefully for the long term, um, as soon as the Pacers threw him that offer, the Suns' best decision was obviously to match. They got him at a discount. And there's something to be said for the way that they were kind of right as far as not offering the five-year max and getting him at a discount and the gamesmanship of it all. But there is that human element because as much as we talk about how this is business, you know, DA for a minute there was going to the Pacers. He signed the offer sheet and it could have been because he just wanted to get paid and force the Suns' hand and still always wanted to be a son. But it could also be because he was willing to go somewhere else. So I think it is interesting you know, we don't know either way, but I think it is something interesting to talk about because this is a situation that can turn sour if those relationships aren't mended or if, you know, they're not fixed up correctly. Because this is a team that even as currently constructed, even if there's no Kevin Durant trade, this is a team that could still win the title next year. And I know it doesn't feel like it right now because of the way that the season ended and we kept talking, oh, running it back isn't the best thing. But like, the younger guys are going to keep improving. So this is still a title contender quality team. My thing is like, you need to make sure that everybody is still happy because that's one of the dangers of restricted free agency. If you have to force your own team's hand to keep you, is the trust still there? Does he still want to be here? There are all those questions and you need to go about it the right way to make sure the answers are ones that you're happy with. 
And when you say you need to go about it the right way, I take that as Monty needs to go about it the right way. Because for me personally, I feel like things got way more heated the day after game seven when he was asked in his exit interview, is DA a long term piece of your future? And he kind of like sidestepped the conversation and he didn't really say anything to the effect of like they squashed it or they had a conversation. He did say that they will which I think is helpful. But I think those that's what made it 10 times worse. Mm-hmm. Is like, And then the, it, that night when it was like, it's internal. Right. I think that's what really made everyone lose their minds about, oh my God, is this really that bad what happened? Um, so I feel like, and not only that, but just the fact that he is the leader in, on this team. He is the head coach. I feel like that's his responsibility to extend the olive branch and open the lines of communication with DeAndre. And, and again, to Saul's point, this could have already happened. Mm-hmm. Well, no, we could all just be like right. sitting on <laughs> and spewing over something that has been squashed for a month now. Mm-hmm. I could easily see another situation where I know you like to put it on Monty, but I also think that James Jones has equally as much part in this because we don't see what happens behind the scenes. And I could easily see a scenario where let's just say if, if you're if you're James Jones, you're like, listen, D.A., this is what's going to happen. This is how this is going to play out because my hands are tied. This is how, you know, if you get an offer, we're going to match it because we do appreciate you and I want to keep you here. Mm-hmm. Monty wants to keep you here. It's kind of the, the talking point to try and keep things, uh, you know, on the up and up. And then what happens on uh, last week happens and everything's all good. DA hasn't said anything about it. And this is the other thing, too, is like people are like, oh, why haven't the sun said anything or blah, blah, blah? Because they can't. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's so many things that are still, uh, you know, having to get worked out. DA has to take a physical. Once he passes that and everything gets, you know, finalized and signed, then the team will make a statement. And I'm sure DA at some point will say something. And if he doesn't say something now, you know DA by now. Mm-hmm. When he gets asked, he's not going to hold back. He's, he's not going to go. He's a very honest person. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. not going to go over the top, but he's not going to hold back. He's going to be like, hey, you know, we weren't on the same page. But I'm here now and I'm happy and blah, 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 and they'll move on. And DA just seems like the kind of guy – that he might he might take something and hold it, but he won't hold it for very long. He seems the kind of guy he just okay. I'm on. I moved on to the next thing. Last year he proved that mm-hmm. when he didn't get his contract offer and everybody else did, and when James Jones walked by him, uh, this is the scenario that I've had, I've had played in my head. Walked right by him and and handed a uh, a briefcase of forty million dollars to Landry Shamit oh, right go. in front of <laughs> DA's face because he wouldn't sign on the dotted line. God bless. Uh, <laughs> That's not what happened, folks. I'm joking You're around. You're the reason why the rumors are out there, Ben. <laughs> I'm just joking around. Your fault, but, um But he he took that in stride. He said he was still going to play. He's going to play hard, and he and he did everything that he said he was going to. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a drama queen. He wasn't a pain in the ass in the locker room. Uh, the guys all love him. Uh, it's just you know things sometimes unravel in the heat of the moment, and I'm sure even I'm sure even Monty, in the two days. The, the day of and the day after game seven um, and how he kind of fumbled that whole thing. I'm sure he looks back and is like, you know what? One of the lessons I told myself I was going to learn from my New Orleans stop was, you know, don't hold grudges. Let things go. It, life is too short. And I'm sure at some point while he was out in Texas on his fucking farm, he, he kind of came to that realization. And they'll hammer things out and they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about this in the slightest. There There are two other things like – that have been brought up in the chat money and winning usually heals all wounds. But at the same time, you know, when he didn't get his contract last year, he played tremendous basketball. It wasn't an issue. And then at the worst moment, it 
the situation was exacerbated because of that underlying narrative. So I think that's a situation where everything on the outside became a bigger deal than maybe it was on the inside. Mm -hmm. I don't know for certain. I don't know what that dynamic is. But I, I do think if the Suns don't get off to a great start, if they don't trade for Kevin Durant, if DA's still here, like there aren't a lot of teams that want to or can trade for DA now, even after the six months when he's trade eligible. So, and you just lost the Pacers for a full year as a potential trade partner. So that puts more pressure on Monty, James Jones, DA, everybody involved to figure this out and get everybody back on the same page so that they can contend for a title. So that's my biggest concern with this whole thing. So let's kind of go into that a little bit more. But real quick, I do want to kind of talk about what you had brought up about the Suns not sharing anything about DeAndre in on social media. Mm -hmm. Just for everyone who's confused by that, it's a rule by the league that mm -hmm. you cannot share on your social pages as a team until everything is official through them. Right. And when we looked up earlier today on the official transactions for the league, that's not official yet. Mm -hmm. So that is the reason why the Suns haven't said anything about DeAndre. And it's also probably a big reason why DA hasn't said anything either. If you look back at Frank, right, we were, there were reports that Frank was going to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And it took him about a week before he actually shared anything on social media. And when he did, obviously, he thanked the Suns fans and things of that nature. It's because you have to wait for things to be official because there is always a very small, small, small uh, <laughs> chance that it won't become official for whatever reason. You'll see this. Another example is on draft day, draft night when mm -hmm. trade happens. Trades happen. The teams can't be like, oh, we just traded for Mikael Bridges. Let's yeah. go. They have to wait until it becomes official by NBA the league. rules are stupid. So I really hate that. It, it so is. Dumb. It's frustrating, but there's a reason for it. So right. if everyone is is hearing that conversation and it's like, what is this? What does this mean? I'm, it's making me nervous or feeling anxious. Don't worry. Like, it'll come eventually. It just understand. has to become official. I don't understand that at all. I understand this part for free agency because, you know, you do want to check out a guy, make sure that he's healthy before you give him that kind of money. I totally get that. Yeah. The drafting. That's a whole other topic. Yeah, and that a whole one's so discussion. dumb. It's so stupid <laughs> yeah. because in the NFL, it's not like that. No, um, they you know trades happen. They happen there, and guys can say whatever they want. So mm -hmm. uh, let them take their draft night pictures in the hat of the team they'll actually yeah. be going or to. Or at the it's very so least, stupid. make them take two pictures. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just take two. That's whatever. I don't know. Um, okay, so you kind of brought up everything moving forward. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about what we think DeAndre Ayton's role needs to be with the Suns moving forward. Does it need to change? Does it not need to change? Where are you guys feeling? I, to me, the way the last couple seasons have ended, um, I, I definitely think, and I'm not saying they need to curtail their, their entire offense towards DA by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. This is still a Devin Booker team. Mm -hmm. However, I definitely feel like the the focus should now be on DA and Booker as opposed to CP3 and Booker and then DA as the third. And the reason why I feel that way is because, again, we, we've seen it too many times where Chris Paul breaks down in the playoffs. He's 37 years old. He will be 38 years old the next time the playoffs come back around again. Like, that is, that's old as shit in the NBA. Like, it just is. He's not Tom Brady. He can't do this at a high level as at the way he used to. He can only do it in spurts. You have to have more reliability from your stars, especially the ones that are making that kind of money. And I think at some degree, 
they're going to have to get DA a little bit more involved. Whether that's DA taking that onus himself, I think a lot of it has to do with DA. I think DA needs to stop deferring to everybody else as much as he does. He's a great team player. He passes the ball probably a little too much for my liking. He's going to have to be a little bit more assertive. And I think that will start to happen this year. Um, otherwise, the Suns are going to be—they're going to be in trouble this year with with how strong the West has gotten. DeAndre Aiden has to play every bit of the part as the second fiddle to Devin Booker, as opposed to CP3. He's basically got to do what CP3 has done the last two years in a different way, um, and and really and stuff the stat book and lead this team the way he wants to lead a team. I struggle with this one because if you're going to make room for an expanded role for DA if you want him to be your second fiddle. It's both on the Suns, Monty, to figure out how you're going to do that, and also on DA to flash the skills that you need to be able to do that. Because we've talked about this before in the past. I think I wrote like 4,000 words on it a couple weeks ago about DA self-creation, how much of his offense comes from where. And the Suns ran like the second most pick and rolls in the NBA. And those plays are designed for Book, uh, CP3, and Aiton. And a lot of times what their offense gets is based off of his gravity as a role man because he's the number one thing you have to immediately take away. Otherwise, it's the most efficient shot at basketball right at the rim with a guy who's an elite finisher. So a lot of times him rolling free stuff up for other guys. So if you're talking about kind of finding ways to reward him for that, He's a pretty decent post-up player, but he doesn't have like an arsenal post-up moves. It's mostly a spin or the hook shot, and that's kind of all that he has. If he's able to expand that out a little bit, maybe you throw him one or two more post-up plays a game. Um, But a lot of what they do is geared toward getting him efficient looks and capitalizing on what makes him special. I think maybe if you expand his role a little bit more as far as the pick-and-pop threat, because we know he's an elite mid-range guy, if he's able to prove he's got the expanded three-point range, I know he shot a good percentage, but it was on very low volume. If he's able to maybe up that a little bit and prove he can do it consistently, then maybe now you're talking about a guy who's versatile as a pick-and-roll threat and a pick-and-pop guy. I think the, the the one area, and I'm glad you said that, the one area that I keep looking towards is, is that kind of free-throw line extended area mm-hmm. where I feel like um, a lot of times they run action for guys to come off of him so mm-hmm. he can hand the ball off and all that stuff. I think they need to start running action away from him to free up a little bit more space, and hopefully D.A. takes advantage of that. Because a couple times this year we did see him put the ball on the ground and and be able to do something in the key. Very limited, mm-hmm. probably off the top of my head, probably 20 times this year. Mm-hmm. But he did show the 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 ability to be able to try and do that. If he's If he's smart, then this season, there's this offseason, he's in the gym, he's working on that exact thing. In addition to the three-point shot that he 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 sprinkled in a little bit this year, if he can expand in those two areas, that I believe will take him from 16 points a game, 17 points a game, up to that 23, 24 points a game that everybody's hoping that they can get out of him. Um, because I, I think that's kind of the missing piece right here is you you need to you need him to show that he can be dominant. In games, and I think those those times where you feel the dominance from Da come far and a few times between. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's that's what I want to see from Da now. And, and it's a balancing act for me because 
you want to allow him the growth to expand his game and kind of help mend bridges because I think the biggest thing is not anything that happened in game seven between Monty or DA, anything that was said. I think this roots back to he envisions a different role for himself than the Suns currently do. You know, they see him as an elite play finisher, as a guy whose rim rolling frees up everything else. And DA, you know, he's always talked about, he doesn't even like being referred to as big fella. He doesn't, he said outright, I don't like the center duties, the duties that you have as a five man. Like he still wants to be a power forward. And I think there's a disconnect there. And I think you need to find the right balance between, okay, you can do this and this that's outside the normal big man role, but we still need you to do what you're best at and what makes us our offense elite as a team. If I was Monty, I would tell I would tell DA straight up, listen, I don't give a shit if you're a five or a four. You define the position. Mm. You you redefine what you think you should be and you go with that. And and I in today's NBA, I mean shit, the NBA's been redefined in the last 10 to 15 years by itself. So why can't DA redefine what a five or a four is? Uh, on his own and be kind of a hybrid of the two if he wants to. He could he could very well do that, but he's got to want to do that. And I think that's the question that everyone is waiting to find the answers for, and we won't find out until the next season or two. How does getting paid find like affect DA mm-hmm. from a player standpoint? Does it make him sit back and be like, oh, well, I got paid, so I'm good. Mm-hmm. I could just continue doing the same things that I've been doing since I got into the league? Or... Does this motivate me to hunker down even more, get even better? Because now it's my legacy that's on the line. I've secured the bag. Now what's left is to secure my legacy in this league. And does that motivate you enough? DA is 23 years old. Mm -hmm. I just can't see him being like, okay, I'm good. 133 mil, I'm set. No, this dude's playing for that next contract when he's 27, 28. That and that's it, the big, it, big one. That's the big, big one. Like, you don't want to screw that up because that's the supermax that we could be talking about if he can get to that point and, you know, be a first-team All-NBA guy or be an MVP consideration or whatever. That's the that's the big bank. So I don't think DA is going to be in that role. I, I think a lot of people go back to that quote as far as when he was asked what your goal is and he when said he was his a second contract. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's not the best quote, but DA has always kind of been just – up front to a fault almost as far as being just honest and open and i think people put way too much stock in one thing he said three or four years ago i I, he's always struck me as a guy who has been motivated by his surroundings by being around money book like and trying to win the leap that they made he loved every bit of that of being there at the beginning when it was terrible and being able to say i've been a part of this rise that the Suns have been on and I, I feel like as long as the team is winning, he will remain motivated to mm-hmm. continue improving, to continue showing what he can do. I think he took a lot of what happened over the last year to heart as far as not getting the five-year max that he wanted last offseason and then seeing the way that the market kind of really dried up in a way we weren't anticipating. It took him, what, two weeks to get the max offer that a lot of people thought was going to be there from day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think this has been a eye-opening year for him and I don't I don't worry about him getting paid and you know falling off or getting lazy the only thing I worry about is making sure again that that relationship between him Monty his teammates is where it needs to be so that they can continue to kind of 
find that happy balance between here. You can do this. That's not the typical five man role, but we also need you to do the things that we know you've been on record as not being a huge fan of. Well, you know, you brought up that statement that he made uh, his first year in the league about his goals being getting to that second contract. And I think everyone's mindset when they heard that or when it's been resurfaced anyway in the last handful of months or weeks is, oh, he's just about the money. Mm -hmm. But you could also, if you go back and you look at it from a rookie perspective, it could also mean that means I've made it in the league enough to be able to stay in the league, Mm -hmm. which is also something that many rookies have in the back of their mind. What does it take? What do I need to do to be able to stay in the league past my first contract? Look at how many people the Suns have had prior to DA who were top draft picks Mm. who are either no longer in the league or Mm -hmm. barely on the fringes of the league. Mm -hmm. It's a real thing to need to be able to make it to your second contract because that means you're substantial enough to make this a long-term career. Damn damn near every draft pick before 2018 besides Devin Booker. And that's no shade to them. That's just saying this is a hard league to be very, very successful in. And you can find that success, but you have to put the work in to figuring out what is the role that keeps that gives me longevity. What are the steps that I can take that make me a better player that also brings longevity? And in addition to that, if you want to just talk about the words that DA has said over the last however many years, how many times post-game, whether it was a loss or a win or at a practice, has DA been like, man, so-and-so got on me today because I screwed up in this area and I love that they're calling me out. They're making sure I'm accountable for my actions. Like, these are the things I'm trying to work on behind the scenes. Like, if we're going to take one thing for face value, let's take the others for face value as well. Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. It's not something you want to hear a number one overall pick saying, I'm, I want to get to my second contract. But again, this, this has been overblown. It's been like it's been three years. Like we can move past a quote that he said as a rookie. Finally, I mean, it, it, again, that's that that just to me, that just sounds like locker room talk. Like that, that sounds like you know, when you're with, the, with your other fellow draft picks and Jaron Jackson and Trey, I'm like, hey, man, I'm trying to get to that second bag. That, you know, and, and he probably got too comfortable and said something like that and was mm-hmm. just like, and people were like, oh my God. Like, right. so he wants fucking money. And like, so do all of so us. So does everybody else. <laughs> like, and, and that's the human element that I feel like a lot of people miss miss out on, especially <laughs> if you if you work. Like all of us are on contracts, right? Like mm-hmm. that's just that's just how this is, right? Lindsay, if 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 we were about to get into a renegotiation, oh no, <laughs> I'm kidding. What is that? I, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. But if we were about to get into a renegotiation, and you you have a counterpart that's doing the same thing at, at, at somewhere else, and they got the max or whatever the max would have been, right? And another person gets the max, and you see all your colleagues getting that, but then here. It's not the same thing. And people were like, well, you know, if you get another offer, I'll match it, Lindsay, but I'm not going to give it to you like straight up. Like you got to you got to earn it like Mm -hmm. and you feel like you have earned it like you're going to feel a certain type of way like Mm -hmm. you just are. That's the human element of this that I feel like people are like, oh, well, it's millions of dollars. You should just suck it up like it's not that easy. It's just not that easy. Right. Now, and that, now I'm scared. If we don't have enough money, I'm going to get traded or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shane, we I mean, can... if. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. oh, no. When's the I'm trade kidding, deadline? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, that's oh tough. my gosh. Well, if you're looking to get a bag, you can do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. <laughs> well done. And you use Dude. the promo code PHNX. Lindsay's talking up. like she has incentives in her contract that are going to get her paid by her transitions to DraftKings because <laughs> yeah. they have significantly just 
gone up gone, another yeah. level every single week. I need, I need to make <laughs> only a sometimes. Of the LeBron thing. Yeah, only sometimes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Make sure you use that promo code PHNX because when you use that code, after you make your first deposit, you're going to get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000, you guys. Risk-free with the promo code PHNX, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You could win some serious cash if your big bet or if you spaced out $1,000 over like a 16-leg parlay or something like that. You can make some serious Or just use your risk-free bet on Julio Rodriguez to win the home run every night. There you go. That's that's Shane's advice. Plus 800, by the way. Shane does have a show called Bets, so he's not a bad person to listen to with your um, gambling choices. Just saying. Uh, All right, guys. We've talked about DA. Of course we have to talk about KD. I mean, come on. Would this be a science (laughs) podcast if we didn't at least talk about it a little bit? Here's Woj with some updates he's hearing on the KD front. As each day goes by, does it actually get likelier? Well, yes, as each day goes by, it does. But the Nets are still trying to find a deal for Kevin Durant. I think if Kevin Durant came to Brooklyn and said, hey, I've changed my mind. I want to be here. I'm committed to this. Well, of course they would want him to stay. But if Kevin Durant's not doing that, you're still trying to trade them. You want players who want to be there. You don't want the environment to uh, be filled with players who are unhappy, who mm-hmm. don't want to be a part of it, but they've got to get value for him and they've got to get significant value for him. And the trade scenarios out there are still complex. Miami is a very motivated team, but you know we've been through it. Bam Adebayo and uh, Ben Simmons can't. So he continues on with that soundbite sharing, you know, different teams that were rumored to be interested and sort of how they're all feeling about the situation. But he ended it by saying there's no deal imminent for Brooklyn, but they are still trying to find a trade for KD. So that means it's not official. Obviously, no, no shit, Lindsay. It's not official. KD's going back to Brooklyn. It's not official that the Suns are out of it. It's just that so far, nobody has brought a package that the Nets are willing to bite on. It's it's a non-update update. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like insight. It sounds like kind of something we could have all guessed at this point. But at the same time, this is different from a couple of weeks ago when the idea was, oh, well, they'll just run it back if they can't find a trade that they like. Now it's, okay, they're still looking for a KD trade which we figured they would be, and we knew the Nets were probably just posturing, trying to up the offers right. by saying we're content with running it back. But now we're getting deeper into the offseason, and I think it's push is starting to come to shove as far as, okay, like <laughs> we know that you're not going to actually run it back, so what are you going to be willing to take for Kevin Durant? Um, so hopefully we get to that point here soon. I just think that the we're waiting for one more kind of bomb. Not a Woj bomb, just a bomb mm-hmm. uh, from KD. Yep. I think we're one more tweet or one more comment from KD away from truly pushing this over the edge. Yes, my face reading this chat is something <laughs> else. I'll tell you what. Some of the comments that are being made, I'm like, really? Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just – the Nets are, are, are in a hard place right now. And bringing back KD against his will, um, knowing that he wants to leave because he feels like – the organization has kind of fumbled this whole thing. Plus, 
he I, I genuinely feel like KD doesn't believe he can win a championship in 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 Brooklyn. And he's not going to say it to Kyrie's face, but he probably feels like he's not going to be able to win a championship with the inconsistency that he brings. Mm-hmm. So he's he's going to want out. He's going to want to go somewhere where he feels like that's going to be more consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think him going from the Warriors to the Nets was probably the best and the worst thing that could have ever, ever happened to, to Kevin Durant because he left a stable organization to go to – a f- fucking high school scene mm-hmm. and now he's like okay well, yeah i screwed that all up i need to go somewhere else somewhere where it's more consistent and the one place that to me has a lot of consistency because of the leadership not only off the court with monty and james jones being a former player but also on the court with chris paul and Devin booker mm-hmm. that seems like a pretty stable situation i want to go there uh, miami is whatever I think KD at the at the end of the day, KD is going to say, "I only want to go to Phoenix, and that's it." And the Nets are going to be screwed, and they're going to have to try and make something happen. Did you hear what you just said there? Mm. The Suns are the stable right. organization. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah. we did it. You guys, we're there. Yeah, because <laughs> I guarantee you, when he left the Warriors at that time, it was the reverse because the Nets had a stable. You know, Kenny Atkinson was still there. Um, Sean Marks, they were building something. It seemed like that was a good culture there, and the Suns were still kind of in the dregs of it all. Um, but somebody said in the chat the Nets fell off Kyrie's flat earth, which mm-hmm. tracks. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, it is interesting that now the Suns are looked at as that team. You got to thank Monty for that, James Jones, and Devin Booker for being kind of the centerpiece that he wants to play with here. But I don't know. I, I do think we're like one report of this going nuclear as far as Kevin Durant, I'm not going to training camp, mm-hmm. trade me, that type of thing. Like we're one tweet, one report away from forcing Brooklyn's hand. Yep. Which, I mean, this could be coming. So, okay, in the chat said, I felt like that was Woj prepping the media for a smaller package to me. The idea that Brooklyn was willing to keep KD suddenly changed to not being able to find a package, but wanting to ship him anyway. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe this is pure speculation, of course, but we were all talking about we just need a tweet from KD. We need something publicly saying, I'm not coming back. Get rid of me. Maybe he's done that through his agent. So he's trying to force his hand without creating a whole explosion (laughs) of the Internet, but more so behind the scenes. Keep it a little more low key being like, hey, this is where we're at. We're not coming back. Figure it out. We'll give you however much time you need. But as time takes on, don't be surprised if a tweet does come. Yo in the chat (laughs) said, uh, there it is. No in the chat says, yo, you guys are delusional. Uh, We've had some Brooklyn Nets fans up in our our chat because people just don't believe that KD wants to come to Phoenix. And they think that that we've contrived this situation out of thin air. Mm -hmm. We have not. We have not done that. Like, again... The, the reputable beat writers across the country, Flex uh, being in Brooklyn, having some close connections, have all said that Phoenix is on the destination list for Kevin Durant. Like, we're not right. making this He's up. number one on the list, according to Shams, Flex, Woj, yeah. Chris Haynes. Like, all of the main people that know about this shit have said the Suns are number one on his list. Whether they get him without giving up Mikhail, I, I don't buy that. Give up Mikhail. But, and that's... You know, it's, that's a good transition because okay. the chat was going a little crazy earlier mm-hmm. talking about, well, uh, Mikhail uh, got his money and and continued to 
to get better. Mm. I'm like, okay, cool. But he also got fucking abused in that seven game series against the Mavericks too. So what good does that do anybody? You know what I mean? So like, I know people love Mikhail. I love Mikhail, but like chill. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not. Mm. Nobody is a sweet baby angel. <laughs> yes, Lindsay. Nobody's a sweet baby angel. <laughs> <laughs> it would hurt me personally if Mikhail left, but you I understand why you you'll would do figure, it. It's you'll Kevin figure Durant. out your way it's through Kevin the Durant. Durant. Like, you like you'll manage the like, grief. We're not, I we're not trading him from for OG on a newbie. We're trading yeah. him for one of the best shooters in the history of the game. Right. All right. Well, um, somebody in the chat said they miss Wolfie, <laughs> my cat. Wolfie? Oh. My cat. Oh. I was like, who the fuck is Wolfie? That was like say. the greatest thing ever. The fact that he actually sat there for 45 minutes straight <laughs> and that you guys were so nice to him in the chat. I will say for the first time, we had like a really nice fan in the chat. I think he was a Grizzlies fan. Mm-hmm. He was just having a nice conversation with the, with people and they're mm-hmm. going back and forth. No yelling. I it's love nice. that. So I like Grizzlies fans right now. I appreciate Shout that. Shout out Thank to you, Grizzlies fans Kobe, who are being super name. nice in the chat. We appreciate <laughs> you Listen, guys. I like the Grizz. Mm-hmm. I like the Grizz. I do too. And I have a lot of friends who work for the Grizzlies organization, and I'm glad that they're finding success in the same way that the Suns organization is as well. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about this before. Sometimes this, sometimes the people behind the scenes really just deserve a few nice things every once in a while. For sure. And the Grizzly are a part of that. There is no transition to this ad, but let me tell you about <laughs> OGs. They just launched their first ever limited edition seasonal flavor, Pina Colada. Check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary, but you must be 21 years or older to purchase. It may not have been as smooth, but it made you laugh, did oh it not? Oh, my God. Did yes. it not? It was almost I as probably, smooth as smooth indica. I probably, <laughs> I probably need some of that OGs right now after the comment that I'm just now seeing in the chat that says, bring back Kelly Oubre, bring back Kelly Oubre, bring back Kelly Oubre. <laughs> Guys. No. No. Okay. No. Okay. But... At some point in time throughout this offseason, because things are going to start to slow down. Let's be honest. They just are. I do think we should do like an ode to some of the former sons who helped us get to this point. Like? Yeah. Like a Kelly Oubre Ricky or Ricky Rubio. Rubio. I don't know. I and mean, we can yeah. argue if you, they, if you think they deserve more or less credit. Just spitballing here. No, but keep it I'm, in the back of your head. Yeah, I like it. Chew on it a little bit. See, if, we see what you think. Right now? No, not right now. Because we've got to save content for shows. <laughs> They're stringing us out with this damn KD trade, man. Because I mean, we had right to go through now. a lot of Marquis Chris to get to this point. Yeah. <laughs> we did. We had, we had a lot of we things really that we did. had to get yeah, through. Hard, yeah, let's do that in another episode. Yeah. Um, the last topic of today, basketball-wise, was sort of based around filling out the roster. Obviously, mm-hmm. we did just talk about Kevin Durant, and a lot of things are being held up by that potential move and not knowing exactly what that's going to look like. But how are you guys feeling about the roster and if we do get KD, how we would be, and if we don't get KD, how Let, we would be? Let's let's exerc- let's do this exercise as if we're not going to get KD. Okay. Because obviously – if we got KD, then the whole roster basically gets a facelift. Right. Um, and, and it'd just be too much to try and talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just, for this exercise, let's just talk about if we don't get KD, what then? That's, yeah. And this is, that's kind of how I approach this conversation is because they already currently have 14 players under contract if you include Jock Landale's partially guaranteed contract, which I don't imagine you would trade for a guy, even if it's just cash considerations and then get rid of him unless you absolutely had to so let's say 14 guys that means they've got one roster spot left and two two two-way slots um 
Ish is not on. Ish is not on a two-way. He's actually an unrestricted free agent because they did not tender him a qualifying offer. Um, he would have been a restricted so free agent. So he's not part of the 14? No. Okay. So it's uh, it's interesting to me because if you don't get KD, then you have one roster spot left. You still have your full mid-level exception. You have your biannual exception. But if you look at the marketplace, it's pretty bare. Like there's, They need a third point guard right now because Aaron Holiday has gone. And all they have are Chris Paul and campaign. So Dennis Schroeder is like the one remaining guy that kind of comes up. But I'm curious your guys' thoughts because watching Ish Wainwright improve in summer league, show a quicker release on his three-point shot, show you know what he's capable of as a small ball five. I know it's just summer league, but that is the type of progress you like to see from a two-way guy who's been kind of on an upward trajectory since he arrived here. What are your thoughts? If they don't trade for KD, do you target a guy like Schroeder? Do you bring Ish Wainwright back for that final roster spot? Like, what would you guys do? I think you're going to have to address this. Do you trade. need a point guard? Yeah, I mean, you need a backup for sure. I right? love Ish, but if we're talking about what is the bigger necessity, it's a point guard. I think. I, I just, I you need a playmaker. You need one more playmaker. Mm-hmm. If you don't bring back, if you don't get KD, you have to have somebody else. That can at least try to get their own shot when 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 you need them the most. You need a, a third or fourth guy to help out. Um, you know, if 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 let's just say DA is the same DA that we've known DA to be, mm-hmm. and the system is still the same system. You need another piece to be able to score. And Cam and Mikhail haven't really proven that they could be that consistent third or fourth piece. So I would like to go after a guy. It's and it would have to be through trade. You would have to find. I like Jordan Clarkson. This is without me looking at the numbers, mm-hmm. but I think a guy like him immediately stands out. Utah's in the middle of a fire sale right now anyway. Mm-hmm. They're just one more trade away, and it's probably going to happen with De- uh, with Donovan Mitchell leaving, and they're going to want to retool. And a guy like Jordan Clarkson could probably be had at a decent price. So I would like that as, as an option. I think he makes around $13 million, so the Suns definitely have – the requisite contracts to make something work there. You'd probably have to throw in a draft asset mm-hmm. of some some sort. Um, Clarkson is one. I agree with you. If they are going to target that point guard spot, which they need to because they need a third point guard, we've talked a lot about needing a different option from campaign, especially if he plays like he did last year. But I do think it's going to be on the trade market. I, I understand I a lot of people like Dennis Schroeder. I hate Dennis Schroeder. I I'm torn on him because his last great season was also playing with Chris Paul, but, and you need a guy that can create his own shot, which he can do. There's no question about that, but there are too many other things that come attached with Dennis Schroeder. There's the defense, there's the just kind of perception as far as his attitude with the last few teams he's been on, how quickly he's burned out there. I hesitate on that one. I would rather bring back ish, fill that 15th spot, and then make a trade to bring in that third point guard. What about Mike Conley? That's been brought up a couple times in the chat. He makes a lot of money. Laptop (sighs) said, but he's making over 20 mil. He makes a lot of money. That's a lot of money. But isn't he a free agent? No. Oh, he's 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 still under contract for at least one more year. Yeah, no, I'm good. So a couple other (laughs) names that have kind of 
that's a lot of money. Yeah, because then that what's your lot of money. your average age, age at point guard is like thirty five years old. I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah. yeah, Cam Reddish's name has been tossed out here. Eric Bledsoe's name has been tossed out here. If a Loonberg has been tossed out. Eric Bledsoe ain't coming back to Phoenix. Eric, <laughs> I don't even know if you'd want him at this point. I mean, I guess as a third point guard, but he's kind of like an Alfred Payton-ish situation where it's like, okay, well, if he's our third point guard, at least he's experienced. And then you have to break the glass in case of emergency. And you're like, shit, this fire extinguisher doesn't work. Yeah, like It's not yeah. good anymore. Um, yeah, Mike Conley is under contract through 2024. The last year of his contract is partial or non-guaranteed. But still, $22.7 million, that's too much salary to trade for an aging guy who's not that good. And Ife went back to Denmark for the time being. Yeah, he kind of shared a little update on his social media that Mm -hmm. while he appreciated the offer to play at Summer League, it didn't make sense for his family and his long-term goals. So that would imply that that relationship is done and over with. Hug dog in the chat says, Bledsoe might want to be here. (laughs) <laughs> be here. But um, <laughs> good one, good oh, one, Black that Dog. Tweet if you live in you infamy. All right, so we have some really fun things coming up next week. Uh, our Four Peaks Toast of the Month sweepstakes is happening right now. It is live at gophnx.com, and we are going to select the winner next Wednesday, the twenty seventh. Because we are all going to be out at Four Peaks live the entire day. All of our shows will be out there. We'll have tons of members of PHNX out there. And we want you guys to come hang out with us, um, enjoy some delightful beverages, have some good food, chat it up with all of us. So this is your formal invitation to join our PHNX team at Four Peaks Brewery next Wednesday, the 27th, for drink specials, fun, sports talk. Great food, all the things. The whole family can come, but you do have to be 21 or older to enjoy Four Peaks beer. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. And uh, just once again, don't forget to do the sweepstakes. It's absolutely free to enter at GoPHNX. You'll get a $50 gift card to Four Peaks. You'll get a t-shirt of your choice from our locker and an annual membership to GoPHNX.com where you can read all of Gerald's sweet, sweet content. So it's a It's a really good one. You should definitely do that right now. We're going to round out the show with a producer surprise. So Shane, what you got for us? Oh, so, you know, a lot of conversation goes on before the show. Oh, you know. Um, and it's it, it's often fueled by Sean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now that Sean's back, it's it, it, we're, we're, we're getting a little dicey. Mm-hmm. Um, so the conversation today came from a Friday show about a button on the page. Oh, God, we're going to bring this up again? Yes. No, we're, we're not talking oh, okay. about killing <laughs> people with the button. Oh. I'm sure everyone in the chat has seen that, you know. Out of context quotes. Uh-oh. <laughs> press a button, somebody random in the world dies, you get $100 or whatever the number is. Okay. Let's say in this situation, everybody in the world has their own button. And oh. you get to create what it does. Without being too crazy, what would your button do every time you pressed it? Oh. For, for Can it be for me? Yeah, it's only for you. Oh. Or, or it can be for anybody, but. Oh, I'd, I'd want to go invisible. Yeah, I would say teleport. Teleport's a good one. I feel like I would want to pause time. Pause like, time? You know when you oh, wake up and you're one. just really tired and you're like, damn it, I got to be at work at one. Pause time, <laughs> take another two-hour like morning nap, and then we re-pause, would, and then now we're, we're fresh be, and ready to go. Lindsay would be ready for every 9 a.m. show we could ever dream exactly. of. Exactly. We could do 9 a.m. all the time if I had hours. a pause button. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm just saying, I would you get a- in a fight with somebody and you're like, hold on, I just need to collect my thoughts, pause, collect your thoughts, unpause, have a oh, grown up like conversation. Actually fight somebody. 
Oh yeah, I thought you were talking about like a physical. No, fight, I like, meant duck like the punch. a real. I was trying to be really smart with this. Go one. behind them. Yeah. <laughs> More Damn, thoughtful. Where the hell they go? Whack. I mean, you could technically use it in yeah. that situation too. I would just want to be invisible because then I could like sneak in to like behind the scenes in the locker room and find out what's going on. <laughs> Do Monty and Da really hate each other? Do oh, they not man. really hate each other? So you're gonna what's use going this. Ability to be invisible for the greater good. Hell yeah. I love that. Okay. Hell yeah. Until okay. our access gets revoked because they're like, like, they're that. spying on us. Yeah, somebody, How are they getting this But if he's invisible, he doesn't even need the access. Nope. You walk right through the front doors. You don't need a credential anymore. No Gerald. one knows. I, yeah, I guess I can so. be anywhere all the time. <laughs> okay. That would be interesting. What would they do? If you were just writing stories about what's happening, <laughs> and they're and like, they, "How is he getting in here?" They would, they would literally probably clean house trying to figure out who your source was. Oh yeah. yeah, they would just fire everybody in there and be like, "Who is this person?" It would be so awesome. It'd be oh, so man. awesome. Or the, I, that I would, would cause some chaos. I would probably also fuck with people like. You were just sitting there, and maybe you were having a maybe maybe uh, you were having an argument with your husband. And I just happened to be around, but you didn't know I was around. I was like, "He doesn't like you," and you're like, "What the fuck? Who the fuck said that?" I just fuck with people all day long like that. That's creepy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one's a good one. When I was, when I was in the military. <laughs> when I was in the military, Charles said that would be weird. When I was in the military, that would be weird. When, when I was in the military and I was a drill sergeant, uh, one of the times that I would like scare trainees. Wasn't by yelling at them face to face. It was always like walking up behind them and whispering in the ear, pin your fucking hands. And they would be like, oh shit. <laughs> like they didn't know I was right behind their ear. Oh, it was the best. It was the funnest I'm so job. glad that didn't transition to this. Yeah. Oh man. Well, yet. Shane, I'm too fucking quiet. <laughs> Some, someone what in the chat. What would you just be, Shane? Something about chicken nuggies, probably. Oh my god. Oh my god. You just get instant I was, chicken nuggies. nuggies. I was low-key thinking every time I pressed the button, I'd get a Spicy chicken sandwich from Earl's or from Monroe's. Whoa, Gerald, you almost slipped up. What? You almost said well, I said, almost said Earl Monroe oh. instead of Monroe's hot chicken. <laughs> from Earl Monroe. Earl the Pearl Monroe. So uh, he makes a good sandwich, huh? All right. um, someone oh, in the chat gosh. did have a crucial question for you. Do your clothes go invisible too, or is it one of those situations where you have to be? Uh, well, let's just say the clothes go okay invisible too, because I'm not stripping up naked just to go because when, so, when the button doesn't work and I'm just butt ass naked. No, 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 I could get you in some trouble. That's for sure. Just so all naked and invisible. Josh in the, in the chat room. said, "Saw gonna whisper to Chloe that Tristan is in Greece." <laughs> oh, bless oh, her that's bless a tough her one. That's a tough okay. one. Okay. This is never going away. What? My mustache. He said uh, my button would be to shave oh. off Shane's mustache. Come on, okay. Uh, it's part of my brand. I don't care if it doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't know why everyone hates on the mustache. I think they're jealous. I'm a big fan of yeah. it. What would we even call you? We couldn't call you the mustache behind the Mac anymore. Use my yeah. name. Well, <laughs> let's not get mm. carried away. <laughs> calm down, maybe, Shane. Maybe calm like, down. Maybe like chicken nugget daddy. Oh god. oh my god that's a hard no and on that note we're gonna say goodbye but a quick reminder COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone 5 and older those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you we're all trying to gather next week have some fun hang out with each other throughout the summer um, we want you guys to stay safe and healthy. And this is one way that you can absolutely do that. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. We will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Same place. 
Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. And you can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. Rock, paper, scissor, who takes us home today? I'm, I did the thumbnail in the description. You can. Oh. <laughs> Gerald said no. Okay. Goes. Well, just remember, folks, if you want a new nickname, you can't take Chicken Nugget Daddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. BHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand me, I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G, no plan B. Always on the job, my team move like the mob.